Author Christopher McKittrick writes a Tom Petty book. He joins us on the Music Universe podcast. How's it going, Matt? Oh, it goes really well. How are you, sir? Yeah, not too bad. You enjoying uh, the new year? Yes, are you? Yes, let's let's hope it's better than last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, our our guest today is author Christopher McKittrick. He uh, published a book, Somewhere You Feel Free, Tom Petty in Los Angeles. He uh, explores the artistic life of Tom Petty through his career-long relationship with L.A., and the many colorful characters and venues that inspired him and his music. Um, we did this interview like September, October of 2020. The book came out November 17th. So we got a little behind on, on these episodes. But, uh, you know, we're excited that he joined us and a lot of cool information uh, from him in this book. Absolutely. Have a listen. Chris McKittrick, you wrote a uh, book about Tom Petty and his history with Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us on the Music Universe podcast. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing excellent. Happy to be here, and thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Glad to have you. Uh, I know that we have a big history with uh, Tom Petty on the site, and uh, you know Matt and I are fans as well, and, uh, you know, we, we just kind of connected over this book. Tell us about uh, your involvement with Tom. How, how, did, how did this book come about? So this book actually came about as sort of a spinoff, how you say, of my last book, which was called Can't Give It Away on 7th Avenue, The Rolling Stones in New York City, um, which is, I'm a native New Yorker, if you can't tell from my accent, and uh, cer certainly, <laughs> certainly grew up a huge fan of the Rolling Stones and was already f always fascinated about their connection with New York City, um, having done some of their most legendary concerts there and having, uh, having, having uh, recorded music there, having done their biggest publicity stunts, uh, like landing a blimp in Central, uh, in, in, in the Bronx, not Central Park. Um, and when... After writing that book, I was looking for another topic to write about, and, and I always love this idea of, of a musician's connection to certain areas of, of, the, of the world. Uh, and obviously, I explore that with the Rolling Stones book in New York City. But Tom Petty has a very different relationship with Los Angeles. Uh, he's not from Los Angeles, uh, much like the Stones are not from New York City. But he's, he's from Florida, but he saw Los Angeles as the mecca of everything he wanted to do in his career and the tom petty's entire career is is just all over los angeles he's one of the most favorite favorite sons of this city he recorded nearly every album he's ever done in los angeles he's had some of his most iconic concerts including his final shows at the hollywood bowl um, for his sad death so there's so much Tom Petty history in Los Angeles. And I said, you know, this is sort of a similar idea, but it's a totally different angle and I want to explore it. And that's how the book came about. Nice. You know, one, one thing I've, uh, I'm not from LA either. Um, I'm from the Midwest and uh, I had always wanted to go to LA. I am just fascinated with how, you know, where things are located, stuff like that. So, you know, like, 
a lot of these places, like the Whiskey Go Go, I'm a musician myself. I've played there. I remember seeing his name listed on the plaque outside. It's just so many iconic places. You know, I've been to the Hollywood Bowl once. I saw Dirk Bentley there. I just, just the way these things are laid out and uh, his connection, it's just really cool to know that you can really just walk into any of these places and that history besides him, you know, the doors. Um, you've got Led Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses, all these people just played all these iconic places. They set foot in there once. Does that kind of, you know, is that something you went and did too, that you went to these places too, just to kind of see uh, the, the history in person? Absolutely. I mean, uh, as you know, it's, it's obviously much tougher now, but I'm a huge fan of live music and any venue that has any sort of interest or history is something that I like to check out. I mean, I'm the same guy when it comes to like historic bars. If, if, if Abraham Lincoln drank at a bar, I want to, I want to check it out, you know, just to, <laughs> just to see, just to see. So, uh, you know, and, and Tom Petty in particular in Los Angeles, he played then cause this is where he, you know, the heartbreakers formed and, you know, grew as musicians, they played the whiskey. They pl- uh, later on, uh, Tom Petty, when he came back around with his band Mud Crutch, uh, which completely almost illogical reformation of this band in after it had been uh, gone for for I, I'm guessing yeah 30 years, um, played the Troubadour. You know, and and could you imagine mm-hmm. seeing seeing a guy of Tom Petty's of of renown playing the troubadour at that time um obviously played the hollywood bowl the forum uh played uh played concerts uh for as part of festivals at the rose bowl i mean every major los angeles venue uh tom petty has performed at so he you know he it, it, he 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 wasn't exactly just well i'm just going to play this one venue uh, you know, I, I'm big enough to fill the Hollywood Bowl. I'm going to keep playing there. You know, he did shows at the Fonda, Fonda Theater in Hollywood, which small venue show where they pulled out some amazing uh, deep cuts. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely something that appeals to me. Now, with Tom Petty in particular, why him? What said, you know what, he's my next subject? You talked about you talked about the relationship to the city. But there are lots of artists that have lots of relationships, lots of very unique relationships to various cities. Why Tom Petty in particular for for the subject of your next book, this book? So to make it interesting to me, and I don't know why this is particularly, but I want to know about someone who comes from another place, a transplant. Uh, I and myself, uh, I live in L.A. currently uh, working on this project and, and several others over the last couple of years. And I'm an, I'm a transplant to LA, and and as I said, I'm a native New Yorker, so th- that appealed to me this idea of moving from one place and finding success there. Um, you know, as much as been written about Billy Joel and Long Island and Bruce Springsteen in New Jersey, that's that's less interesting to me of an artist who. who gets kind of this comfortability with his or her hometown. A lot of people are comfortable in their hometown. Um, so the idea of an artist coming from, you know, and, and Petty is a great example, coming from Florida, where at the time that he was coming up, everyone was trying to be the Allman Brothers, where he where he lived, comes to L.A. and he goes, no, I'm more of a Birds, uh, Buffalo Springfield, Crosby, Stills, Nash guy, and, you know, adopts this California sound. 
um, of course, he never lost his Florida accent, but uh, adopts this California sound and, and really becomes one of the great American rock bands of, of the later half of the 20th century. Um, it's just incredible to, to see that career and to see him do it in a place that was so unfamiliar to him at first. Yeah, and and did you, because um, I'm not seeing where, where anything's listed about uh, interviews with anyone, but did you meet up with people that knew Tom and knew his relationships around town that you uh, included and, uh, you know, learned more about than what you initially thought when you were writing this? Yeah, uh, that was definitely a big help, especially learning from uh, different different venues, the his, their, their history to, to get in, because I like to incorporate that in the book. One thing that was even more helpful, though, and I learned this when writing my, my Rolling Stones book, uh, is rock and roll really lends itself to mytholo- mythology um, in the sense that I was doing work on my Rolling Stones book and I had heard the same story seven different times from totally different perspectives, none of which fit together whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was the drugs uh, or the time passing, but, but there seems to be a lot of versions of stories where, where people put themselves sort of central to, to the story or, or for whatever reason, misremembering. I don't know. Right. Uh, so what I found a lot more helpful was doing research in primary sources at the time, rock magazines that were written, interviews that were done, especially since people's opinions and thoughts changed over the years. Uh, you know, Tom Petty, when he did his interviews at uh, the beginning of his career, definitely came off a lot more of a punk rocker attitude in the way that he approached interviews and the way he said things about what he believed in and whatever. And then uh, he, he's definitely, Hello, uh, uh, impression later on in his career. Uh, people think of him more as almost like hippie, you know, and going from a punk rocker to a hippie over a couple decades is kind of a crazy thing. Uh, even though, you know, I would never have put the Heartbreakers or Tom Petty and Heartbreakers in the punk category. So that to me was, was so much more useful. And I leaned on that as kind of the historical record just to make sure that I was getting accurate stuff that was accurate at the time that it was put out there as opposed to memories from 40, 50 years later. And certainly, you know, there's, there's other books and interviews that, that Tom Petty and all the members of the Heartbreakers have done that I was able to dig into as well. Uh, that was extremely helpful. How long did it take you to write the book? So this book took uh, approximately a year to to, re- mm-hmm. uh, to, to write uh, most of that devoted to research time. Um, how I kind of work when I'm, when I'm writing books like this is I sort of vaguely kind of plan the chapters around the, the, the career in terms of albums or tours or something like that, and then try to do the research and, and, and the follow through on all of those key moments. And that is really helpful in that just diving into that research and I, and I kind of go into uh, into research mode i'm one of those good people one of those weird people that really just loves doing deep dives of research and going through microfilm and piles of magazines that haven't been open in in 15 mm-hmm. 20 years um yeah. it's just something that really interests me i'm with you there i love the research i love finding those old those because they're like artifacts at that point like back in the day they were just 
records of the time. And now it's like, oh my gosh, here's the record of this thing that actually happened, you know, and, and you can look back on it. And that was the interpretation of it at the time. And whether it's become lore or important to the story or it's just another concert that they did long forgotten, there it is caught in time. So I'm, I'm with you there on the, on the research. Yeah. I mean, and it's not, it's not particular to Tom Petty, but it's, it's legendary on, you know, albums that we all now look back uh, as complete classics of, of classic rock or, or whatever, whatever genre. And just to look at, you know, reviews of them at the time and just see how much they were panned or how stuff like that. And, you know, it's sort of head scratching at this point, but we have decades of perspective to look back on, but it's still cool to see how that stuff was viewed at the time. Have you spoken to his estate about releasing this? Are they aware of this project? Uh, What do they think of it? I know they're aware of it. Um, There's no official endorsement or authorization. Uh, You know, they have plenty of their own projects going on, including the very soon released, uh, probably released by the time we, we, that this goes out of the wildflowers box set. Uh, But uh, yes, I know that I'm, I know they are aware of the project, but yes, this is not officially endorsed or authorized or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I got one last question for you. What are you hoping fans, especially the diehards who read everything, Tom Petty, who read, you know, gobble up the music, what have you, what are you hoping they learn? What are you hoping they take away that maybe other books can't offer for the Tom Petty fan? What are you hoping is a new revelation to the fans that you found? That's such an excellent question because, uh, and, and I'll go back to my Stones book as an example. I've had so many Stones fans contact me and said, you know, I know so much about the stones, you know, I, I can recite every album's track listing, you know, back and full backwards and forwards, even the, even the U S and the UK ones from early in their career. Um, but what they, what they said to me was I, the, the weaving of the history of the place that they're from. And, you know, I didn't know all this stuff about Madison square garden. I didn't know all this stuff about, uh, Beacon Theater and all of these these venues and 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 how the culture of the city changed, not specifically because of the Rolling Stones, but a lot of things at the same time that were changing in the culture were changing um, with the band. And it's sort of a similar idea to to Tom Petty. You know, somebody could look back at Tom Petty's music, and and maybe they're a recent fan and they know every album. Uh, but they really only gotten into them 10 years ago because of how old they are for whatever reason. Um, but not really understand the environment that he came up in, you know, not understanding the, the way Los Angeles was the recording capital of the world. And there were just so many amazing studios dotting the landscape here and record labels around every corner, you know, that mm-hmm. world has changed so much. Um, cause I mean, we live in, we live in the world now where uh, virtually any song that you ever want to listen to is available to you streaming, you know, um, which is incredible, but it it sort of doesn't uh, really represent the way, the way music was recorded and distributed and, and, and uh, devoured by fans in those earlier decades. Uh, So for people that remember that, 
I hope that they say, oh yeah, I remember going to Tower Records when Tom Petty did a record signing. That was incredible. Um, for other people, uh, I want them to be like, wait, what's Tower Records? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, because there's plenty of people out there that that probably have no memory of it. Uh, that some incredible record stores like that. So that's that's what I really hope fans. Uh, whether they're recent or they've been around since the first album, get out of the book. Yeah. Well, I love it. Thank you very much, Chris McKittrick. This was a true pleasure. Thank you very much. We wish you all the success with this book, Chris. And uh, please come back for your next one. This was really great talking with you. Thank you very much for your time. What fascinates me about the whole story is, yeah, Tom is from Gainesville, Florida. Moved to L.A. to try to get Mud Crunch a record deal, and he became who he became. And he had this fascination, this love affair with the city. Sort of like I do when I, I go to new places. And even when I moved to L.A., I was just inspired and, you know, kind of obsessive over the landmarks and the areas and stuff. So I, I completely relate to that it's it's a really uh really neat idea and hopefully he'll uh he'll build on that with with other singers and musicians and and cities that they're not really from but known known to love absolutely that's the thing you know art and the artist are sometimes you can't separate the two and artists you know are people who feel connected to the world just like the rest of us so we all have places throughout the country around the world that, that mean a lot to us it stands to reason that, that artists would as well and i'm glad he's taken that angle on these now two artist focused books uh that he's done yeah i'm i'm really excited to see what's next all right well for the music universe podcast i'm matt and i'm buddy thanks for listening keep checking out the musicuniverse.com for the latest news reviews and release info and be sure to check us out on socials and subscribe to the podcast take care